Real talk. 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 Welcome, welcome to Real Talk with Double R. How you doing? I'm your host, Ron Ramsey. Listen, I got a good topic for you guys. You know, I think it's something that a lot of you guys may like, but it's a secret. I got a secret. How do you convert your hobbies into money? Huh? How do you convert your hobbies into money? Yeah, that's what I said. I didn't stutter. But let's get to the point. First and foremost, what are hobbies? Hobbies are things that I do for free. Hobbies are things I do to occupy my mind. Hobbies are things I do just for downtime. Um, things I do for self-fulfillment, you know. So those are the things you have to understand. Your hobbies have to be things that you would do for free. No pressure, nobody making you do it. That's what it should be, first of all. And then once you do your hobbies and understand your hobbies, the rest pretty much works itself out. Now, as for me, those who know me know that I have several hobbies. And one of my hobbies is renting out my backyard. I have rented my backyard to a lot of people for various occasions, birthdays, wedding showers, bridal showers, weddings, and so on and so on. But however, Double R did not build his backyard backyard for financial compensation. I built my backyard for family and friends, for people to come by, have fun, entertain themselves, domino cards, Super Bowl parties, and things like that. I never once ever thought that I could get any money to bring my backyard out. And over the years, as I was building it and making it better and adding on and being creative and doing different things, people would always say, hey, you got a nice backyard. And I would say, thank you. And I was cool with that right there. The part of just thank you, the appreciation that you come back here and hang out and relax and have a good time. And as time went on, people would always say little small things to me. You ever thought about renting out your backyard for a party or a wedding or anything? I said, no, no, never thought about it until one time. One of my sisters, she needed somewhere to have a wedding. And she asked me, could she have it in my backyard? And I was kind of apprehensive at first. Because I was kind of scared. I've never had a wedding in my backyard. I didn't know how they were going to decorate it and how they're going to do it. And man, let me tell you, boy, her and her girlfriends got together and created a bomb wedding, evening wedding with the lights and white draped all over the place. It was beautiful. Then from that point on, I was like, wow, I can actually make some money on my backyard. But I was still kind of apprehensive because I would. I just, it was hard for me to charge somebody to be in my backyard because I just looked at it as a fun place to be, a place to have fun in it. So it was kind of hard. And as time went on, people started renting my backyard out and they started just one person and two person and three person. Then I think last year I had maybe about eight to 10 events in my backyard and I was blessed. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't do any of this for financial compensation. I didn't put my backyard together for that. I put my backyard together, as I said before, for family and friends to come hang out and have fun. So I believe that if you be sincere, you're genuine, and you're organic, and you got to have something that people like, people will pay you to use your space because they're going to pay somebody else. So I'm just using that as an example to let you know that I never intended to use my backyard for financial gain because it's a hobby. Had nobody ever, ever came in my backyard I was going to fix up my backyard either way it went. So it didn't matter if two people came 
or 40 people came. I was working in my backyard regardless, so it didn't matter. And it, and it kind of takes the pressure off of not, you know, understanding that, oh, I spent all this money. I got I to rent it out. Dang. You know, you create extra pressure on yourself because now you change the hobby. And sometimes you can put pressure on your hobby and, the, and you can lose the energy and the drive for the hobby. And it cannot be as fun as it was because a lot of times when we include money in things, money changes things. I don't care what you say. I don't care who you are. Money makes things a little different. So, that's one hobby. I do photography, which is another. I was playing with photography, dibbling and dabbling into it. Then finally, I got one of my teachers, JB, and he, he showed me some things and helped me. And I caught on to photography. I understand it. And it's like, wow, somebody's actually paying me to do photos for them. Something that I never thought would happen. I mean, I remember my teacher, JB, telling me, he said, hey, man, the first time you get paid, you can consider yourself a professional photographer. But he said, however, you're not professional on level 10. <laughs> you had entry-level professional, so don't get it twisted. I said, you're right, you're right, my bad, I got it. But here's another hobby that came up to where I can decide who and when and where and how, what pictures I want to take and what pictures I don't want to take. There's no pressure. I mean, the whole thing about hobby is you got to remember, hobbies are things that you would do for free, self-fulfillment. So you have to stay on track with that because if you deviate from the hobbies, now you're looking, how can I get paid? I think once you put the pressure on the hobbies, you take the fun out of the hobbies for one thing. And then secondly, you put pressure on yourself that you don't need. I mean, we're in a stressful world. We're in a COVID world. We're trying to adjust. We're trying to live. And who needs additional pressure? You don't need it. I know I don't, you know what I mean? So that's the understanding you just have. And once you have your own hobbies, you can you can be selective on when you want to do your hobbies and how you want to do your hobbies and how much you want to get paid. You can dictate that. So I'm just saying that understanding these things about hobbies and respecting hobbies, I believe if you stay true, organic, and genuine with your hobbies, uh, people will pay you, especially if they like your work and they go, wow, that's nice. That's cute. Mm, good shot. Mm, I like your backyard. When you hear all those things over and over and over, people will pay you. The God honest, they will pay you. Stay focused and stay humble because people will pay you. So for me, those are the, some of the secrets. I couldn't tell you all of them. I just shared two things with you. that How Double R takes two of his hobbies and converted it into money. I can't tell you the rest of them because then you'll be too much in my business. But I will say this here. People who are interested in converting their hobbies into money, go ahead. Give it a shot. But just be humble. Give people good product. Give people good service because you just don't want to just one time be a you know, one shot person. You want to be able to have that person come back. Because for me, in my hobbies and creating my house and my photography, when people come back or they refer me to somebody, those are the best blessings in the world because my hobbies are out there and people are recognizing what I do and go, wow, this dude is pretty good at this. You know, we didn't anticipate that, but he's actually pretty good. And be right by people and people will be right by you. So listen, that's Real Talk with Double R. It's not where you line up, it's where you wind up. Peace, God bless, and I'm out of here. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
Real talk. Real talk. Real Real talk. Double on. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk.